All right, Rabotai, welcome, Ma'amara Ge'ula. Uh, this series has been sponsored. Le'elu nishmat haya alegra bat gamila. Ruach Hashem tenihena began Eden and for refuah shalema Yosef Haim ben Roza. Ella refana lo betok she'ar chole amo Yisrael. Amen. We are, uh, we're at the war, Rabotai, that's where we got to. We're talking about Mashiach ben Yosef, and we're talking about now, <clears throat> at the end of time, how there's going to be a great war with a lot of blood, as he's going to tell us now, and basically it's going to uh, bring down the two major kilipot. Uh, the two major kilipot in the spiritual world is the Samichmem and his wife, the Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud and the Taf. That's in the spiritual world. And when they fall, then the two main uh, nations are going to fall as well, and that was going to be Esab and Yishmael. Uh, according to the Mekubalim, according to the Gaon de Vilna, they are the primary uh, nations. The whole world is divided either into Esab or into Yishmael. The Gaon learns that there's 35 nations to Ishmael and there's 35 nations to Esav. That makes the whole world. You, you fall into either the European or into the, uh, into the Arab. You fall into one of those. Don't ask me where the Chinese fall into. But that's basically the breakdown according to the Gaon the Vilna. And therefore, he says that uh, those two uh, kingpins, Ishmael and Esav, are going to uh, come down as well. You know, for all we know it, and I'm sure this is true, it is happening now, that uh, the Kilipa is getting weakened, it's getting beaten down, as you see what's going on in the United States. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's losing its, uh, its strength a little. That's part of the process, obviously. We don't know which stage of the process it is, but it's clearly... A part of the process, nonetheless. Ve'emet. Sod gadol hu me'od u'mushrash be'emkei ha'ochmah. Akin sarishetiyem mevin hetev. He says, try to understand this well. Ki hinea katuv, it's Yeshaya. Pura darachti lebadi. U'me'amim en ish iti. Ve'edrechem be'api. Ve'ermesem bahamati. This is talking about... Hamashiach ben Yosef is going to trample and uh, squash the enemies. Okay, what is this talking about? So he's going to explain it hetev. Now, whenever we talk about dam, in the Mikubalim, Dam is always Midatadin. Dam is red, obviously. And the red is a color of judgment. And therefore, whenever we talk about uh, enemies of war, we're going to talk about the color red. So he says that the Hereb of Hashem, God's also going to come out with a Hereb. And his Hereb is also going to be filled with blood. It's two different types of blood. The uh, Torah talks about Dam Nida, which is Tameh, Tameah. And then you have what's called Dam Tohar. Dam Tohar is blood that comes out of the lady, but it's Tahor. 
we learned after seven days after she gives birth to a, to a boy, after 14 days after she gives birth to a girl, even though she's still bleeding, when she goes to the mikveh, that blood is called Dam Tohar. The Abdiel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his blood <coughs> is going to be considered on that sword, it's going to be considered the pure, the pure blood. Whenever we talk about Din Kasher, the strict judgment, it's, it's symbolized in Dam. That is going to be the time of the great war. Finally, we're getting to the war. Till this, till this point in the book, we didn't talk about the war. Now he's getting into the, uh, into the, uh, into the situation. That's it. It's going to be a war between the Kedusha and the Tum'ah. You might see this war uh, manifest itself uh, in Ulam already. You see the war between the Kedusha and the Tum'ah and Israel. There's a rift between the Datiyim, or we call them the Haredim, and the Chilonim. And there's a conflict between them. Uh, you have a great uh, tension between the sides of the Kedusha and the sides of Tum'ah. And there's going to be an arousement of both sides. Now this is something that is fascinating. That at the last war, the Tum'ah is going to get one last burst of energy and it's going to reach very, very, very high levels, or for us low levels. This is a phenomenon that happens uh, that uh, when an enemy knows that it's on the uh, brink, that it's at the end of its uh, uh, line, so it musters up all its strength just in order to, to fight one more, one more battle. And that's what's going to happen. You would think that the Tum'ah, after 2,000 years, is already tired and fatigued and lagging. It's not. At the end of time, when that last war between the Kedushah and the Tum'ah is going to happen, the Tum'ah is going to, you know, all of a sudden uh, start to uh, speed in the tempo, and it's going to become a little more aggressive. You do see this concept, by the way, in life. I found a very interesting uh, Mishnah in Pirkei Avot on this concept. It's in Pirkei Avot Pirkei Mishnah here, it's telling us some of the miracles that happened uh, to our fathers in the Beit HaMikdash on a, on, you know, on a yearly basis. One of the miracles it says is that Velo ira keri gadol The Kohen Gadol never saw keri, never got a seminal discharge on Yom Kippur. Now what's the miracle of that? Anybody expect the Kohen Gadol to get a, become Baal keri? What is, he, what is he doing on Kippur? Miracle never happened. That's the least uh, uh, person you'd expect to become a Baal Keri in the least place, in the least time. And the Gemara is saying, wow, any year that the Kohen Gadol came out of Yom Kippur and he wasn't a Baal Keri, wow, that was one of the miracles. It's a miraculous, it was the miracle. So the Tosfot Yom Tov says over here, Yesh mi sheheksha, velamma yeerano keri, ahar shayam bizzarzino to kol shiv'ata yamim. By the way, he reminds us that the Kohen Gadol was prepared for seven days before Yom Kippur already. They're giving him uh, all the preparations, the prep. He's pure the whole day. 
and, and, and he, he doesn't go to sleep. And the Zikinim are giving him Chizuk uh, the whole night. So why is it such a, uh, such a miracle that he doesn't become a Baal kid? So he says, But Teshuvah, Ki Yetzer HaTov V'Yetzer HaRa Metkotetim Ze'imze Keshne Oivim. Yetzer HaTov and the Yetzer HaRa are like two arch enemies and they battle each other. Ushe'echad mem karov liot menutzah and when one is about to be defeated, Yitchazek al omdo, he becomes uh, emboldened and strong. When he sees that it, it is uh, that the writing is on the wall, that he's almost at his end. Uh, when he feel, realizes that um, you know he's fighting for survival, he gets more energy. And then he says, anashim he says, you see this, you know, somebody's on his deathbed, the guy wasn't talking, the guy was, uh, you know, quiet and all that. All of a sudden, boom, he gets a, 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 a spurt of energy and he starts to talk and he's, uh, and then all of a sudden, boom, he dies. <clears throat> That's what happens. At the end, they give the mashal to a, uh, a flickering candle. If you ever see a, a, a candle or a wick that's in oil, let's say, and it's uh, light, and then all of a sudden it's starting to dwindle because the oil is diminishing. And then at the last moment before it goes out, it starts to put, 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 it starts to give one, uh, you know, surge of light. Oh, it's alive. And a boom, all of a sudden it dies. So that's what's happening. Uh, that's what's happening now. Uh, like I said, uh, the Yetzirara is uh, gaining, gaining strength. At the end of time, he knows, you know, it's, he knows more than we know that his end is near. And therefore, he's going to try to bring down as many casualties as he can. And therefore, the war, when the war actually starts, which it, according to where we understand it, it did start. It started uh, from the times of Rabbi Akiva. When this war begins, the Yetzirah is going to start to pick up its uh, pace, as we said. And then it says, The Tum'an, the world, is going to be very great. And that's called Dam So again, no, uh, no coincidence. Uh, let that be a consolation that if you see all this uh, Tum'an in the world, so that's an indication that, you know, as you see the uh, growth of the Tum'an, that means he's on the way out. So the Kedusha, Mashiach Ben Yosef, prepares for this war. His Kherev also is going to have blood. Who is going to be carrying this Kherev to fight the final war? This is incredible that the Shekhinah is going to be a spectator in this war. Uh, the Shekhinah is going to sit back and watch, which is in... Uh, I guess that's like Mitzrayim. In Mitzrayim, what does it say? 
brazen that it's going to want to even go to higher levels to hold on to the way the Kiddushah is. We see this, uh, we see this today, that the Yetzirah is so strong that even we hear sometimes people that are Torah-oriented people and they succumb to the desires of the Yetzirah. I was, how could it be? How the guy learns Torah, the guy's uh, studying, the guy's supposed to be a religious guy. Because at the end of time, the Tum'ah is not going to satisfy to go after the regular guys, the regular, you know, the common folk, the, the blue-collar guy. The Yitzhah is going to go and want to climb up and jump on the Bigdei Tamit Achamim, on the Bigadim of the Tzaddikim, on the Bigadim of the... And therefore, the, uh, the challenge, that, that shouldn't be a question to you. How can it be a, a guy like this? He's, like, he's, he's a Torah personality and he gets, uh, you know, he, get, he gets uh, attacked like that from the Yitzhah. That's exactly what happens. That, that's a sign at the end of times that the Yitzit is going to try to jump to the higher levels. And the Shekhinah says, or the or Mashiach ben Yosef says, and my garments are all dirty. Because the Kedipot at the end of time are going to try to hold on to the garments of the Tzaddikim. <coughs> it's going to showboat. The... Uh, the um, the uh, uh, the kilipa is going to you know it's gonna it's gonna taunt mitkae inehilot atzur kawa velotuchal laalot it's not gonna be able to go up the gaba is not gonna be able to go up to the level that it wants to akahelik atov shelba now he goes into a new point part of the yetsadada which is the samichmem we call him part of the samichmem is good. The good of the Samech will come up and that will be used for whatever is used and the rest will be now. What's the good and what's the bad? So let's go to Shitot here. The Samech is really Samech and then Aleph Lam because he's a Malach. Every Malach has in the suffix of his name the letters Aleph Lam. Well, the Aleph Lam is the good part of his name. It's the Samech that's the, the bad part. So therefore the Samech is going to try to rise but it's not going to be able to. So it's going to fall. And the Aleph Lam is going to be extracted, and that's going to go back to, you know, that's the Nitzots we're going to take out of that. Or some learn that it's only the Mem of the Samich Mem that's going to be taken out. The Mem will fall to the, to the wayside, and then you're left with the letter Samich Aleph Lamed, which is a Shem Kadosh. It's one of the holy names of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. We have that Shem in the Kabanot when we say Poteh Aichadech every morning. It's actually the Atbash of the Shem Hatach, 
So therefore, we have a, uh, a differencing of opinions, which part of the Samichmeim is going to fall and which part is going to be extracted and go up. The, the, um, the good part is going to reach the Begadim. The good part is going to go up. This is the, uh, the end. Uh, you're going to have a, uh, a, a, a victory on the garments. The victory is referring to the, the good part of the Yitzhara, of the Samichmen that's going to come out. Basically, that's where it gets its strength from. It's Hayut is from the Kedushah. So once you take the Kedushah out of it, finish. And at that point, we learned already that we're not going to accept any more converts at that point. The only converts that are going to come, they're not converts, they're called Gerim Gerurim. Gerim Gerurim are Goyim that are going to be attracted uh, to the Jewish people. Of course, a lot of them are going to die. But those that are attracted will be able to come as, uh, you know, subordinates to B'nai Yisrael. That will be the so that, that that that's what the good of the of the Yisrael is going to cause the gerim gerim to come to us. Now, this is a war that takes place without us knowing. It's behind the scenes. This you don't see tanks. You don't see uh, you know F-11s or whatever F-16s. This is happening underground with the Samechmem and the Lamidur. All this is happening in the in the upper world, but then you're going to see it manifest itself on earth. There you go. The sare umot are going to come down. They're going to get uh, uh, going to fall first. That's the spiritual realm, and then. The two great Sarim, uh, That's the two major items. And the uh, the Rab comes and tells us a little about once already Samichmem and Namiyud fall, fall down. I think Samichmem is the representative of Esav, which is Edom. Uh, and the Lamed Yud is connected Yishma'el. The Mekubalim and he'll say it over here, say that Yishma'el uh, is Mitzad Yamin and Esav is Mitzad Semol. Let me read that inside first. Uh, Once Esav and Yishma'el fall, all the other 70 nations will fall as a result. So therefore, they're the kingpins of the, all the nations, like we said from the Gaon. Asher tahtem li yamin ve lesmol. What is yamin usmol? We know that Yishma'el is the son of Abraham. Abraham, we know, his position is on the yamin, because Abraham is chesed. And therefore, anybody that's born from uh, Abraham is going to have, well, not anybody, I should say, but Yishma'el that was born from Abraham had the Midah of Chesed, but it's called Chesed of the Kilipa. Uh, that Chesed is, 
manifested in Yishmael's behavior. You see that Yishmael has a lot of hospitality even today. Uh, if you want to go to the hotels in Israel, they specifically hire the Bedouins because they have the right, uh, you know, suffer when a guest comes in. You know, they know how to take care of the guests and the Ahlan Sahlan and they welcome the guy and they bring him down, they give him a Ahwe and they give him a Kavod. That's that they got from Abraham Abinu. That's the Kilipa, that, that, that's the Chesed they have. However, since it's coming from the Kilipa, that Chesed ultimately leads to Zenut. It leads to immorality, like the Torah says, Chesedu. And therefore, you know, B'nai Ishmael, with all the hospitality, but it doesn't lead to, to the right thing. So that's a chesed of the kalipa. Hasuda. Hasuda in Aramaic is it's shameful. And then you have uh, Esav. Esav's on the left side. Esav is born from Yitzhak. Now Yitzhak, of course, is on the left. Yitzhak is Givurah. But he's the Givurah of the Kedushah. When Esav is born, Esav is the Givurah of the kalipa. And where does that Giburah the Kilipa manifest itself? The violence. Therefore, Isav is al harbechat tahiyyeh. Isav lives by the sword. Therefore, he uses the Giburah. Yitzhak uses the Giburah as Ezua Giburah Koveshit Yitzro. He uses the Giburah for Mesirut Nefesh. Isav takes the Giburah, and Isav uses the Giburah for violence and for wars and for bloodshed. That, those are the two major Kilipot, and the rest of the world falls into both of those. The categories. So once Esav mitzad semol and uh, Ishmael mitzad yamin. Oh, there's another example: yaminu small. The Mekubalim write that the kilipot they always want to come close to the kedushah. Again, they need to because they need to get the um, they need to get their hiyut, and the only way they can get hiyut is from the kedushah. The Samichmem only lives because he has the Aleph Lamed in him. Take the Aleph Lamed away, and he's unplugged. It's always like that. Uh, wherever you're going to have Kiddushah, you're going to have the scavengers trying to grab onto it. Take the holiest place in the world, Rabotai. The holiest city in the world is Jerusalem. All right? There's no city in the world, probably, maybe even more than Rome, that has more churches and more mosques than Jerusalem. How is that possible? It's the holiest city. And by the Kotel Ma'arabi, boom, right over there. The Pasuk says, Saviv Rishaim Yitanachun. Saviv, they, they hover. The Rishaim, the, the Kilipot, wherever this Kiddushah, they're going to be right on top of it. They're Saviv, but they can't actually be Nogeya, but they, uh, they come close. Take the example of Shabbat. Right? Shabbat is Shabbat is Shabbat Kodesh. Shabbat is Mekona Beracha. And what happens? The Arabs come along and they grab the right of Shabbat because they cannot take the Shabbat itself. So they took Friday. And what did Bene Esav uh, uh, take? They took Sunday. So there you go. So they're on the right and left. And what's what's in the middle? Uh, Shabbat Kodesh. And they're they're you know trying to grab the Kiddushah of the Shabbat. We say that in the Azam and Mishpahin on Friday night. Yemina Usmala, Ubena Hukala. Yemina is Ishmael, Usmala is Isab, Yemina Usmala, Ubena Hukala. And what's in the middle over there? The Shabbat Kodesh. That's why they pick those days. You think it's random? Why did they pick Friday? Why did they pick Sunday? Why did they pick Monday? Okay, of course the barbers picked Monday already. So why did they pick uh, Wednesday? So why did they pick a different day? The reason why they picked 
these days over here is in order to be close to the Kiddushah of Shabbat. If they're going to be further away, they're not going to be Yonek. Orachim HaKadosh, in his famous um, mashal that he gives, is that when you have a, a barrel of honey and it's sealed, and then you empty the barrel out, what happens? So some traces of honey that you still have in the barrel, and all of a sudden all the bugs come, and all the, you know, the, the flies and the maggots, they come and they want to suck up the, uh, the honey. He says, that's what happened, Lord Alenu, God forbid. Why, when a Jew passes away, all of a sudden do we say this, Avi Avota Tum'ah? How could a Jew who's so holy, all of a sudden when he dies, Avi Avota Tum'ah becomes the unholiest? Because what happens is, the Kiddushah leaves his body. When the Kiddushah leaves his body, there's a vacuum. And what fills that vacuum? All the Tum'ah now comes, the scavengers, to get the traces of Kiddushah that's left. And therefore, those, that's why it's Avi Avota Tum'ah. Just like in a beautiful barrel of honey, after you empty the honey out, it's disgusting. All the bugs are there. Same thing, Avi Avot Tumah. So therefore, uh, Ishmael and, uh, 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 by the way, even in their religions, this is another point we'll make, both of their religions, which are the two major religions outside of the religion that we uh, obviously uh, uh, you know, worship, uh, Judaism, uh, or I don't know, ism, but Torah, the point is, uh, how does their religions begin? How does their Torah begin? How does the um, Torah of Esav uh, begin? With the Old Testament. They start with our book. And then after our book is over, they come along and say, okay, now, uh, now we're going to give you the sequel. Now we're going to give you part two. How does the uh, Ishmael begin? With the Quran. Same thing. So it's obviously the Old Testament with the story of uh, the Jewish people. And then it moves to uh, you know, the sequel, part two. So you see over here that well, other religions don't do that. You know, Mormons, they don't get involved in the uh, history of the Jews. Uh, that's it. They start wherever they started from. All, all the other religions that they have. Hinduism, they don't start with us. They don't care about Har Sinai and Asad de Birot and Musa and, and the Moses. They don't get involved in any of that. They start, they start from wherever they begin. <clears throat> but they, uh, they're hovering. That's the Inyan of the Kilipat. Sabib, Rishaim, Yitalakun. That is a... Um, there's a famous uh, derash of the uh, of the Gaon of the Gaon of Vilna. Let's see if we could uh, let's see if we can say this over this one. <clears throat> it's a famous derash. If you open up, if you have your Hamashim in front of you, you'll be able to see it. <clears throat> it's in Parashat um, Pinehas. In Parashat Pinehas. It talks about the korbanot that were brought on Sukkot. You know, we brought 70 parim. And the 70 parim, the 70 bulls that were brought on uh, Sukkot represent the 70 nations. Uh, the Remez is uh, 35 of them are the industrial nations of Esav, and 35 of them are the uh, Middle Eastern nations, we'll call them the unindustrialized nations, so to speak, of Ishmael. Uh, the Pasuk says, Enle Barechev. Enle is Aleph Lambedhe, which is 36, which means it's 35 plus 1, plus the Samech Mem that's on top of them. And that's referring to Esau, which are the Europeans. They're sophisticated, Barechev. They come with their, uh, their tanks, the Rechavim. The Enle, the other 36, I mean the 35 plus the Lamed Yud, who's they come with? Basusim, they're still on their horses and their camels, they come with 
Edeb Barechev, Edeb Azusim is representing the two, the two sides. Va'anachnu, what do we come with? Bishem Adonai, Edeb we come with the Yudke Vavke, we come with the Havaya. So if you look at the breakdown, when it talks about Hagaskot, uh, about the, set, the, the seven days of the Korbanot, let's read what it says over here. On the first day, for example, it says, the first day, how many parim did they bring? On the first day, parim bene bakar shelosha asa. So they brought 13 parim. You know what, I'm gonna, just for accounting purposes. So you have 13. Now what does it say in the next pasuk? Usir izim echad hatat. They also brought a goat. The goat over here is called Sa'id Izim. Now, the Gaumim Vilna has a rule. Stam Sa'ir, when it says a Sa'ir Stam, it's Isat. Vihu ish Sa'ir. That's Ba'alu Moshi'im Bahar Sa'ir, Ishmatatar Isat. That's Har Sa'ir. Sa'ir Izim is Yishma'il. So look at this incredible remez that the Gaumim Vilna found. On the first day where they brought 13 parim, it says Sa'ir Izim. So that's 13 on Yishmael's side. Now let's go to Bayom HaSheni. Bayom HaSheni, there's 12. 12 parim, which represents the nations. Which nations? Sa'id Izim, Ehad Hatat. Sa'id Izim again. Okay, so Yishmael's got 13 plus 12. They got 25 already on their side. Now let's go to Bayom HaShilishi. On the third day, that they brought how many uh, parim? They brought Ashte Asad. They brought 11. Over there it says Us'ir Hatat Ehad. Us'ir. Does that say Sa'ir Izim? That's referring to Esav. Okay. So Esav's got 11. Ishmael Sofa's got 25. Now we go to Bayom Arbi'i. Parim Asara. You got 10. 10 Parim. And what is the goat? Us'ir Izim. Oh. Sa'ir Izim. That's Ishmael. So now you got 13 plus 12 plus 10. How much you have, Rabotai? What is that? 13 plus 12 plus 10. 35. So we're done, by the way. We're done with Yishmael. The 35 nations of Yishmael are already accounted for. Look at the next day. Ubayom ha-hamishi, tish'ah elim. Ubayom ha-hamishi, parim tish'ah. So you have nine. And what does it say? Us'ir hatat. That's irizim. So that nine goes to Esav. So we have 11 and 9. That's 20 so far. Ubayom shishi. Ubayom shishi. Parim shemona. You got eight. And what does it say? It says, Us'ir hatat. And what does it say? Ubayom shiv'i. Parim shiv'a. And it also says, Sa'ir. Count it up, fellas. 11 plus 9 is 20. 20 plus 8 is 28. 28 plus 7 is 35. So you see an amazing ram is in the Pasuk. Half the Pasukim, or half the Parim, are divided to Sa'ir Izim, and half of them are divided to Sa'ir, which represents the 70 nations that are divided into those two parts that are the Hanukkah of Isab and the Hanukkah of Ishmael. And therefore, La'atid Lavo, that's where the, the downfall is, uh, is, is going to be. And you see the world divided in that, uh, by the way. 
you know, you see the world is split into European nations and the, and the Middle Eastern nations, and Latid Lavo, when the Samechmem and the Lamidud fall, so obviously they're going to be, uh, they're going to be next. Okay, Rabotai, uh, that is uh, today's Dirash, Baruch Amen. Stay tuned. In the next session, which obviously will be next week, Be'ezat Hashem, we're going to start to talk about uh, Mashiach ben David, which we haven't really yet uh, gotten into that uh, high level. Okay? Atka. Baruch God bless you, Rabbi God bless you.